Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week, we'll talk about real life issues that you're walking through and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host and teen life coach, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Ladies, it is time to take our podcast off our phones and into real life. I'm so excited to invite you to Uncommon Teen Live, our annual conference for Christian teen girls just like you. Right now, you can get the best price on your conference tickets, but this price won't stay this way for long. On August 5th, the prices will be going up. So go ahead and head on over to UncommonTeenLive.com and grab your tickets today. All right, ladies, so we are on part seven of Overcoming the Lies of the Enemy, which means next week is our last part to the series, and you are not going to want to miss it. I have heard so much positive feedback from you all about how this series has really helped you grow, and that really is my heart. So it just really blesses my heart to see that you've been growing and learning throughout the course of this series. So today we're going to talk about identifying with our sin. So I'm going to start out with a song that most of you have probably heard, Amazing Grace. And the lyrics of this song go like this. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. This is such a beautiful song. And oh my goodness, I've heard so many people sing it to the point of where it brings tears to your eyes. However, I have one problem with this song. The problem that I have with this song has to do with the phrase that saved a wretch like me. That word wretch means somebody who is miserable and somebody who is worthless. So in essence, this song is saying, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved someone miserable and worthless like me. Miserable and worthless may have been who you were before you met Jesus, But it's not who you are now if you've given your life to Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if we've given our life to Jesus, we've made him the Lord of our life, we are a new creation. And that means brand new. Nothing from the past gets to go on to the future. We are brand new. All the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I love that verse because it says that we don't have to identify with our past. We don't have to identify with sin. You know, so many times, and I was guilty of this big time, after I gave my life to the Lord, I still knew all of the things I ever did. I knew all of the things that were ever done to me. I knew how worthless I felt as a person. I knew how I thought I was worthless. I thought that there was nothing about me that was even a little bit valuable. And so going into my Christian walk, I still saw myself that way. And I saw myself just like with this song, Amazing Grace, like a wretch, like somebody who was miserable, somebody who was worthless. And a lot of the actions and a lot of the words that I would use 
were based off of those things because I didn't understand that my identity was no longer in what I did or didn't do or what was done to me, but now my identity belonged to Jesus. Now, if we don't know Jesus, yes, our identity is in those things. It's in all of the things of the world because that is who we are without Christ. But once we give our lives to Jesus, that all changes. But if we're not careful, just like I did, we can find ourselves adopting the standards of that sin and saying, this is who I am. I'm worthless. I'm miserable. I am broken beyond measure. There's nothing good about me. We can adopt those attitudes and those mindsets and say, this is my identity. However, when we became a Christian, that's no longer our identity. Now our identity becomes who it is that God says that we are. But I want to switch gears because I don't just want to talk about identity. I want to talk about what about the Christians who say that they are Christians or identify as a Christian, but yet they embrace their sin. Have you ever heard someone say, I am a Christian murderer. It's so nice to meet you. Or I'm a Christian thief. You might be thinking, uh, no, (laughs) I've never heard anybody say that. Because if you are a murderer or a thief and you have no intentions of ever changing, how can you really be a Christian? But there are certain sins that a lot of Christians today are embracing. For example, in 2018, A church in California decided they wanted to get more people. And so how they decided to do that was they decided that they were going to serve beer at the church to draw people into church that may not normally go to church. However, this is the problem. The problem is, is if you have somebody come into that church who is an overcoming alcoholic, that is going to make it really tough for them to overcome the alcoholism, especially if it's right in front of them. We can cause people to stumble by the choices that we make. Or there was a time several years ago, I went to a youth ministry and the youth pastor was using foul language just to get people to like him. And so it makes me wonder, when we embrace these things, how do we also embrace a full life with Christ? How does that happen? How does that work? Or... Now, this may be a little bit controversial, and we're going to talk about this more next week, but one of the biggest ones I hear today, I identify as a Christian, but I'm gay. That's one that I hear a lot. And like I said, we're going to talk about this more next week. But how do we identify as a Christian? How do we call ourselves Christians and embrace sin at the same time? As a Christian, when you gave your life to Jesus and God made you new, he placed the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Now, because you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you should desire to do good. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect, and it doesn't mean that you're not going to mess up, and it doesn't mean that you're not going to fall into the same sin time after time after time again. What I'm talking about is people who are embracing their sin. They don't want to overcome that sin. They are intentionally sinning and calling themselves Christians. Paul writes to us in 1 Corinthians 5, 11, in verse 11, it says, But now I've written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother. That means a Christian. A Christian who is living in sin. And it goes on to list several different types of sin. But it says, don't even eat with such a person. That only hurts them. I heard a story recently of a guy who came to know Jesus as his Lord and Savior several years ago. And he said it was because people were truthful with him 
because they let him know that the lifestyle that he was living was a sin and they didn't affirm him, but they said, it is a sin, but God still wants a relationship with you. He loves you so much. He wants you to be free. He said, because they were truthful with him and told him how good God was and how much God loved him, that is why he gave his life to the Lord and has overcome the sin that he was living in. Ladies, it is hard sometimes to stand up for the truth in this culture because we are going to be attacked. This culture does not want to hear grace and it does not want to hear truth. It wants to go all grace. It wants to say God's grace will cover any sin, which it will. However, it will not cover sin to the point of sending somebody to hell. That's not what it means. People are like, oh, well, God's grace, it doesn't matter what you do. You can keep sinning because God has grace for you. But that's not what the Bible actually says. The Bible actually says in Hebrews 10, 26 through 27, that if we willfully sin, like we intentionally sin, like we have no desire whatsoever to overcome our sin, but we've embraced that sin after we have already received God's truth, we are going to have a judgment for our lives. And it's not going to be heaven after we pass away. Heaven and hell are real places. And that's what it talks about. And so when we affirm people's sin and say, it's okay that you live in that sin. It's okay. You can be a Christian and still live in your sin. That's okay. When we do that, we are affirming them going to hell. And that is not what we want as people who are loving friends or family members. We want all of our friends and family members to know the true love of God and to be free in every area of their life. In John chapter eight, Jesus shows this so beautifully to us, how we can balance that grace and truth. It says, Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and placing her in the midst. They said to Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law, which is Old Testament, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. So what do you say, Jesus? This they said to test Jesus, that they might have some charge to bring against him. But Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more, he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones, and Jesus was left alone with a woman standing before him. Now, a lot of people believe that what he was writing on the ground was their names and the sins that they were dealing with themselves. And so as these guys who were trying to get this lady killed, pretty much, as they began to read their names and what they were dealing with, they walked away because they said, <laughs> yeah, he knows me too well. Then verse 10 says, Jesus stood up and said to the woman, woman, where are your accusers? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I. That's grace. I don't condemn you. Now here's truth. Go. And from now on, sin no more. See, Jesus didn't say, it's okay that you were caught in adultery. It's okay that you're cheating on your husband with all these other guys or these other guys are cheating on their wives. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I don't condemn you. He doesn't leave it there. It's not what he says. He says, neither do I condemn you. Now go and sin no more. That's the truth part. If we are really sharing the truth of God's word with our friends, we won't be affirming their sins, but we'll be sharing the truth of God's word with them and praying for them. 
but we've got to step away from them in that time of them saying, I'm a Christian and I'm a whatever their sin is. Now, as we go through this, if this is something that really bothers you, or maybe you're taking an offense to it, I want to encourage you to ask yourself why. And I want to encourage you to get into the Bible and see what the Bible really says. Don't just take my word for what I've been sharing with you all. God loves you so much. And he loves your friends and family members so much. And he wants a relationship with us all. He wants us to be free. And we can't be free if we are embracing sin. It will keep us bound and locked up in a prison for as long as we embrace it. See, when we embrace sin and we're living in sin, we are enemies with God. God is only good and he cannot look upon evil and accept it. And so when we are embracing that sin, we have become enemies of God. And God doesn't want to be your enemy. He wants to be your friend. When we are living a life of sin and we're embracing sin, it leaves us in a place of just deep, deep emptiness. Like, is this all there is to life? There's no hope. It just leaves us feeling so hopeless and so helpless. And what is the point of even living? And that is what embracing sin does. And so this is why God is so against it, because God doesn't want you to feel hopeless and helpless and in a deep, deep, dark place. God wants you free. He wants you walking in peace. He wants you to have hope. And when I say hope, I don't mean wishful thinking. What I mean when I say hope is expecting good things to happen because you know that God is on your side and he's fighting your battles for you. That is where God wants you. He wants you in a place where you're free in every area of your life and that sin does not have you bound anymore. You know, sometimes that sin feels good. It feels good to step into whatever that sin is. And the Bible says that sin is fun for a season, but in the end, it will have its kickbacks. There is a story of a guy, and I'm going to share a little bit more about his story next week. But he talks about this, and he talks about how he was in such a deep, deep, dark place, and how he just felt like there was no purpose. And praise God, he was not suicidal, but he was like, I need to discover why I'm here. What is the purpose of me being here? And he hated the way that he felt. He talked about because he had lived his whole life in sin, just embracing this sin. He thought that was all there was to life. But it wasn't until the moment that he gave his life to the Lord that things changed. God made him new and he realized that that sin no longer had him bound. He was now free for the first time ever. And now this guy goes around sharing Jesus with everybody that he meets because he knew where he was before he met God and he knew where he is now. And I can say the same about me. I was 17 years old when I gave my life to Jesus. But before that, I was in such a deep, deep, dark place. I had been abused up to that point. I felt like all of my friendships were on surface level. I felt like nobody really loved me. I felt like I was worthless. I was miserable, as I shared at the beginning of this podcast episode. That was what I felt. And I remember being in such a dark place that I was emotionally numb. I could not feel anything. And I remember even self-harming just to feel something because I was so numb on the inside. And it wasn't until I gave my life to Jesus that I saw, wow, all of that was nothing compared to what God has given me. And I am 
still on fire for God today. I still love God today, even though it's been so many years ago since I gave my life to Jesus, because I know where I was and I know where I am today. And I know by the grace of God that that is the only way that I was able to be made free of that sin, of that darkness, of that deep depression. Now, ladies, if you're in that place where maybe you have embracing sin, or maybe you haven't fully given your life to God, this is the time for that. And if that's you, if you want to give your life to Jesus and you want to say, yes, I want to make him my Lord, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. And I want you to really mean it with all your heart. See, God loves you so much to leave you in that place of sin. Now, if that's you, I want you to repeat after me. And I want you to really just mean it with all your heart. Father, in Jesus' name, I come to you. Sin, Satan, I turn my back on you. Jesus, I turn to you now. And I believe that you died just for me. I believe that you rose from the dead just for me. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Today I begin a brand new life with you. In Jesus' name. Ladies, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, guess what? You are now God's and that sin no longer has a hold on you. And if you prayed that prayer, I want you to reach out to me. You can reach out to me a couple different ways. You can reach out to me at my email, jamie at uncommonteen.com. That is J-A-M-I-E at uncommonteen.com. Or you can reach out to me through the app, the Connect with Jamie tab. Let me know that you gave your life to the Lord and I will give you some things that will help you take your next steps with God to the next level. All right, ladies, I hope that this episode helped you. I hope that if you were bothered by the things that I talked about, that you get into the word and you see what the Bible says for yourself. Ladies, I don't want you to just blindly believe what I tell you. I want you to see what it is that God is saying directly to you. Now I want you to repeat after me, and this is for all of you. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I am so excited for all of you who have gotten tickets for Uncommon Teen Live. This is going to be a life-changing conference. One of the things I love about this conference, I don't know if you've been to teen conferences before, but a lot of them don't give you time to meet other teen girls just like you so that you know that you're not alone in this. So you can meet new friends who love God too. Well, as a part of this conference, that is one of the things that you're going to be doing. We are going to have special times for you all to meet each other, get to know each other, and for you to make new friends by the time this conference is over. If you have not registered yet, go ahead and get your tickets because the ticket prices are going up August 5th. So get your tickets now at the best possible price. All you have to do is go to uncommentinglive.com and grab your tickets there. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week and we'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. 
All right, ladies, I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Woohoo! Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging. But God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommon Teen Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions. And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself. Ladies, last year we tried this and I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. This year it's not happening. We are going to record live and in person at Uncommenting Live, and I would love for you all to be a part of this episode. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommenting Live, grab your tickets today. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommenting Live, I knew that God was going to do something big, and He really was. He was working behind the scenes even when we didn't see it. We found a venue that is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. <laughs> so stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you, and I'm just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.